Hey guys, this is Simone, your gerontologist and your dementia care strategist, and welcome to the Caregivers Lounge, where we have discussions around each care. Of course, I'm here to help you make sense of each care. And with me, I have a guest all the way from Nigeria. And, you know, we spoke sometime last week and the conversation was just so interesting, so intriguing. And I had a really fantastic time. So I had to invite her on my podcast because I want my followers to, you know, get an idea of each care in Nigeria and to see, you know, if the culture is so different, if there is any difference at all. And, you know, just to get an idea uh, of caregiving and, you know, what caregivers face and so forth. So Guys, help me welcome DG, or as I call her, Dami, to the Caregiver's Lounge. Hi, D. Hey, Simon. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be in your podcast, finally, and I'm glad to let people know all about aged care in Nigeria. Thank you so much for accepting. As I said, our we had a live session recently, and it just was so enjoyable. I really enjoyed it, especially the participation from the persons who are on the live and I felt we have so much more to talk about. So yeah. I said, I need to get her back so we could sort of finish up <laughs> our conversation. I'm not sure if we could ever actually finish a conversation on each care, but we're going to mm -hmm. talk today. <laughs> yeah. So Dami, tell us about Nigeria. Just give the listeners a synopsis of each care in Nigeria. Do we, is it a paid caregiving system? Is it a family caregiving system? Is it, um, you know, residential care? Just, just okay. give us a little synopsis on how it works. Okay. So let me just start by saying, you know, Nigeria is the biggest country in Africa. And then okay. we have over 200 million as our population right now. Mm. But, um, adults, yeah, the older adults in Nigeria are just about 3.2 to 3.5%. That's about... Mm. 6.5 million people roughly that are 65 years older and above living in Nigeria presently. Right. Well, it's an absolute figure because it's been a while we did a population census here in Nigeria. We just have to go with what the United Nations give us as our population anyway. <laughs> so, right. Concerning healthcare in Nigeria, it is, um, it is very... Ah, sorry, Simon, can you please... Give me a minute. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Hold on, please. Get in again so that um, you don't have to cut that off. So let me just say, in Nigeria, we are about 200 million people on over. And um, other adults living in Nigeria, about 3.4% of that population and that's about 6.5 million older adults age 65 years and above living in Nigeria. Um, mm. That number is absolutely not uh, the absolute that we have as regards population census because we've not conducted one in a long time. But we right. just have to take what the United Nations give us as our population. 
So right. in Nigeria, older care in Nigeria, it's very, how would I put it, it's very dynamic because at a traditional or cultural African setting, uh, Africans believe that the families take care of their older ones and they see institutionalized care as a taboo or strange totally. But as you know, the system is changing. Um, uh-huh. older, younger adults are looking for greener pastures and moving on and they are leaving their older adults behind. Yes, we have to do something about older care and get involved with institutionalized care. Yes, we don't have the intergenerational synergy that exists amongst extended nuclear um, nuclear families taking care of the older adults, but that is dwindling by the day now because of the migration going on amongst the young people right in Nigeria. So for Nigerians that have seen um, institutionalized care as a taboo or strained, they're beginning to you know, welcome it now because they don't have any other choice than to get on board and you know, talk to people on what um, services are available for their older parents, especially people living outside of the country that really want good services for their older parents. So they are asking questions, where can I get um, the caregiver or can I take my parents to uh, the senior citizen's home to be taken care of there? And one of the things that um, I do to enlighten people is uh, mm-hmm. Because they see, because Nigerians see this as um, a forbidding, a forbidding area, they should right. not um, take their words to old people, and then they get stigmatized. So my mm-hmm. job here is to educate people to let them know that caring for my parents or caring for an older adult by taking them to an institutionalized care is also a form of care. It's even yes. more expensive. So yeah. that um, awareness is what I have been trying to do, and a lot of people are getting. Uh, know about it, they want to hear more, and you know, giving them the options because most of them are not regulated. But for me, as a gerontologist, when people ask questions, I let them know the ones I can, you know, vouch for and let them know that okay, this is regulated, this is where right. your older can be well taken care of. So right. that's ongoing right now, and uh, people are still skeptical, you know, about taking them, but you know, the enlightenment has to go on. But the other area is that, okay, these are private homes. We have very few government homes, you know, being taken up by the federal government of Nigeria. And um, our Nigerian government is really not pulling their weight for older adults. Like there's really no welfare package for older adults or even health insurance scheme. It is very, very rare. I only know of a state that has, where a state out of all states in Nigeria that has a viable health insurance scheme because my own mom even registered there and it is okay. But for about 6.5 million older adults in Nigeria, um, living in Nigeria, we are uh-huh. yet to get to the right place when it comes to older adult care or the aged care in Nigeria. Right. And I always find it so strange, especially for governmental institutions, because most of the persons who head those institutions are persons that are aged, not, um, you know, probably not way over 65, but approaching the age of 65. In some cases, they are. Um, if you look at prime ministers of countries or leaders of countries, they're well over the age of 65. So I always find it so strange why isn't it, you know, priority for them to 
put systems in place for aged persons. You know, I always find it really, really weird because when you think about it, you're an aged person as well, you know? Um, but it's, it's good that persons are now getting more, more and more comfortable with the idea of placing their loved ones in an institutionalized, well, a regulated one um, uh, organization for aged care rather than leaving them home alone. But tell me, tell us a little bit about well, dementia care, because of course, I, mm -hmm. I want to know what, what is the view of Nigerians? No, I know you can't speak for all Nigerians, but yeah. I'm just looking at your clientele or the people that you would speak to or work with on a daily basis. What is their perception of dementia? Is it something that they, they understand that it is, you know, a, a cognitive decline or is it, do they think it's something else or, you know, and, and how educated are, are them about it? Okay. Um, well, for Nigerians, yeah, uh, most of my clientele, I get them from outside of the country. It's that I get mm -hmm. a, a direct message of somebody talking to me from London or the United States of America or from South Africa. Um, seeking for information on what I do for their parents. So quite a number of my clientele are not even, their parents are here, but their children and what are outside of the country. So right. these are the ones that are really enlightened about what dementia is all about, because definitely they've seen all the loved ones in the various countries where they have, uh, that have dementia and how they're living with it. And they would want that words here or their loved ones here to have the same treatment mm -hmm. but uh the one of the worst areas here is that uh older adults in nigeria the ones living with dementia are living in fear and then mm -hmm. they are stigmatized against because number one the people that have older loved ones living with dementia in their homes to no one outside us to know that okay Maybe my mother or my father has dementia, and then right. they lock the person into in the house. Right. And from, you know, definitely somebody that you're locking up in the house, stigmatization is taking place. Abuse is definitely going to happen. Of so course. For people here that are educated and they don't want people to know that they have older loved ones living with dementia, you don't get to hear anything about them. And like mm -hmm. I always tell people, I don't, I won't force you to talk, but when it comes to a stage, will be, you won't have any choice but to open up and talk about, okay, this is my problem, this is where I need help, and all of that. So like You're I right. always, your confidentiality is very, very fine, and you don't have anything to worry about. But mm -hmm. one thing I want the Nigerian government to do is, let's create an awareness. Like they created awareness for HIV AIDS, they created awareness for cancer, all sorts of cancer, to let people know that these um, um, conditions are not um, necessarily going to lead to death immediately. The people can still live with it and live, mm -hmm. have the healthy aging aspect of their lives, you know, continue okay. and live healthy with it as well. But that are not educated, you know, dementia people, older adults living with dementia are seen as witches. You know, behind a culture whereby, you know, you know, older people living with dementia, they say things and um, they say things that are not true. So it's 
it's a taboo whereas they think it has something to do with witchcraft or something or something is it witchcraft but yes it is that okay that okay when older adults start saying things that they don't know what they're saying because right. as a result of memory loss they just say things like maybe they they've lost a child and then the older adult says something like oh i was the one that killed the child without him or her you know having anything to do with the demise of the child or anything so people around here that are not educated just see the person as a witch without oh knowing that God. person is really going through what is called dementia wow. so in this time the uneducated people see older adults living with dementia as maybe witches and then they beat them they stop them even if they see them you know when they stray out of their homes and we've uh, i've had like two encounters of people that we had to look for make a buzz talk about them on the media that okay they have dementia but they strayed away from the caregiver or right. out of the house that we are looking for them and if anybody finds them they should please direct them to this person or this they should call up this number just right. to avoid them getting beaten off or getting stoned at because oh the uneducated people here would think that okay you meet somebody on the road that is incoherent doesn't know his or her name and then right. start saying things that are totally off they'll believe oh this person is a witch and that's oh what happened so but for the educated they know what is going on but the right. stigmatization of not um, um that they don't want others to know that this that they have this person living with dementia is a problem for them and because um family members some of the family members to now tend to abandon their parents because they have a parent living with dementia and because they can't just fathom how an active person you know somebody that raised you degenerates to all the symptoms of dementia when it starts presenting itself yes right. so these are areas we need to even educate children to let them know that your parents when they develop dementia or they develop any kind any type of dementia it's not given it's it, it didn't come out of their will and they need to know what dementia is all about what mm -hmm. to take them through the process to take them through the mental process the social process mm -hmm. the oh. process educate them to let them know that okay this person just didn't you know um ask for this it just happened and you have to take mm -hmm. care of him or her so as mm -hmm. much as possible um you know enlightening people if you know you, i talk about dementia a lot on my page and let them know that this is what is happening. This is the um, this is the um, characteristics that you'll see. These are the expressions you will see from your parents or from right. From your so you want to introduce them to the symptoms and of course yeah. you know give some information on you know what to expect because that is also an important part of care. Because yeah. as you said, if they are scared, and you know you're telling them. Well, if we're just saying, you know, that patient has memory loss, right? Yeah. And so they may expect one or two things where they may not remember, but there are so many other characteristics that come with, the, with, with dementia. And sometimes they may show, you know, different characteristics that could scare the other person. I know some patients have really severe mood swings, one minute they're you know the person is good they're engaging with you and then they just flip like a switch and they start to shout and they start to carry on and you know it gets scary for the other person 
So yeah. we, we, we have to tell them, you know, what to expect, what to look for, uh, and all of that, because all of that, you know, encompasses the care, um, you know, giving them quality care. And I'm really big on giving the persons quality care. You know, I, I do not believe that a person who has dementia, quality of life should be diminished in any way, you know. Um, but it's good that we have those persons in the mix who understand what's going on and perhaps we can do some work in helping them to shed more light to the persons who are not so educated or versed on the topic of dementia, um, you know, for that acceptance. Because as you rightfully said earlier, if you are hiding the person, it means you don't understand what's happening with the person. And when you're in, indoors locked up with that person and that person are exhibiting the symptoms, of dementia you uh the person is more likely to abuse the person to abuse the person with dementia right mm -hmm. because again they don't understand why the person is behaving or, or, or saying the things that they are saying but yeah. that actually takes me to my my next question because i want to know now, I know you said a lot of persons, most of your clientele are out of the, the, the country and so forth, but how receptive were persons within the area to a gerontologist or the idea of a gerontologist? How do they believe that there is need for it now? Mm -hmm. Let me start by saying, you know, uh, you know, like the question we always laugh at. And then they ask you, what do you do? And you say, you're a gerontologist. <laughs> and they're like, what is that? <laughs> You know, clearly, a number of people don't know what that means. And then but this you start, is it. And you start telling them that, okay, I'm a gerontologist. It's a study gerontology at the university. Gerontology, gerontology is all about the study of older people, social care, retirement. You go into details. And they'll be like, wow, never heard of that. So uh, why do you study that? So what do you do? How do you get your clients? How do you get on to the business side of it? And they really continue, they continue to ask these questions. Well, I'm always happy to answer them because, yes, another form of enlightenment to let them know that there is something called gerontology and it is the care of older adults. So mm. in Nigeria, I think when I started, you know, letting people know that this is what I do, this is the services I can render and all of that, I had to do a lot of media awareness to let right. people know this is why you need my services. You know, I have to keep talking about what I do, what gerontology is all about, its discipline, and then enlighten people the need for a gerontologist, especially in the areas of social care of older adults. For instance, mm -hmm. oh, they first of all tell you that, oh, you're a medical doctor. No, I'll tell them, no, I am not a medical doctor. There are geriatricians who are medical doctors who are trained in the medical field for older adults a gerontologist cares for the social aspect, psychological aspect, and all other aspects of older. Correct. Correct. Number of effort, doing media awareness online and offline to educate people. And it is beginning to pay off now as quite a number of people seek for my services for their older parents. So people just call me and tell me, oh, they heard about me. Uh, I need you to see my parents or there are people that I want to take in caregivers. I don't have a caregiver agency here in Nigeria, but I let them know that you need to talk to a gerontologist before you take in a caregiver. Because sometimes mm -hmm. your parents actually do not need a caregiver, but sometimes what your parents need is just um, somebody that comes in and out of the house, not a caregiver. Mm -hmm. that 
context or a companion just to beat off loneliness. So with this awareness, I'm letting them to know that there are different areas in gerontology that you can actually carve a niche. You can carve a niche in caregiving. You can carve a niche in dementia coaching. You can carve a niche in retirement. So there are so many aspects of gerontology that people can take Correct. Because sometimes, you know, the person doesn't need a a caregiver. They maybe they need some home modifications. Referral, yeah. a dietitian or a nutritionist, not yeah. necessarily, a, you know, a twenty four seven caregiver. So yeah. I, I love what you said the importance of consulting with one before you move forward, because we need to let persons know there is a discipline, there is a profession that cares for all the persons. Now, in it, I always speak about the difference with my culture because a lot of people were not warmed to the idea of a gerontologist. What they know of is geriatric caregivers. Those are the people that will come home and actually do the care, but they did not know of the discipline before that there are, ger- that there are gerontologists that exist um, mm-hmm. that takes care of the social aspects, um, as you said, political aspects, you know, lobby for different um, policies and different stuff where aged care and different regulations where aged care is concerned so there mm-hmm. is a need there is a need for persons within our discipline but we, we as you rightfully said the awareness is key yeah. so people will know we have to do a lot of awareness so people will know you know um but what what can what well, okay, what is your good what is your idea of a good awareness campaign to educate persons on like the different care models and, and dementia care for the persons who are not um, on the educated end of the spectrum? How do you think we can reach those people? Um, you know, for me, like um, a lot of people know that I adapt a lot of my information and education into the Nigerian system. And what right. do I mean by that? You know, I schooled in the United Kingdom where, you know, they have already made model for their older adults. And, you know, mm-hmm. coming back to Nigeria and to see that okay, there's really nothing um, concrete in place that is static for older right. adults and where we can build on. So for me, I'm beginning um, adapting so many of the information and ed- education that I've gotten from the United mm-hmm. Kingdom into the system yet. I am completely against us, you know, copying things, line and thinker, and say it would work in Nigeria. No, it won't. Because our reality is not UK's reality. The of UK course. has four, we seven, right? we our culture. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't have 24 hours, seven, um, 24, seven power supply. We have differently from um, different um, cultures and traditions. So you can't say, okay, the model care of um, elderly in the United Kingdom is what should be done here. I totally disagree with quite a number of people. And I think that is where I'm able to differentiate myself from every other person in this line of profession here in Nigeria. For me, I'm currently working on some resources that can be easily available to families of people living with dementia, maybe in forms of um, a booklet, um, audio book or something, and then it will be accessible and uh, be able to reach even people that are uneducated, they'll be able to read or listen to it in their own languages. So we can adapt what we've learned, like I said, in most countries to suit our own needs. And um, right. related care model, I used, 
used in your country, for instance, may not be suitable for here. So I tell people that, okay, um, for instance, now, you know, all the memory boards they use for dementia clients and all of that. Mm-hmm. I can't bring the memory board that is being used in the UK and bring it to Nigeria when I know that in Nigeria they've never even seen such a game board before. So I'm beginning to adjust. <laughs> yes, it's just true. And if you see people, you, you, you see some of my clients telling me, should I buy this for my mom? Should I buy this for mama? Should I buy this for papa? I would tell her, you know, your mom didn't grow up with us. Can right. Other alternatives? Can we create our own model? So I'm beginning to research a lot. I'm getting into the technological aspect of aging. And mm-hmm. it's been a whole world of, you know, um, eye-opening experiences. So for me, Awareness is just key to let people know that we have this in existence. Can right. Solution. Can we find our own solution, our own prescribed solution? You know, I, I appreciate that so much because a lot of time we do what I would call copy and paste. Yeah. So sometimes we would go on the internet and, you know, I post a lot about that. Sometimes we would go on the internet and we would see something and we would just want to pick it up and think that it is applicable to what the person is doing right now, right? It's yeah. applicable. And in most cases, it is not. And again, this is why a gerontologist is needed to do a proper assessment. Because not everything we see, and I would use the same thing you use as an example, which is the game board, right? Now, if you know the patient's history, and you know that person is not fond of certain things, why would you want to introduce something that the person is not fond of? as means or ways of getting them to um to relate to you or to work with you it is not something that they want so you have to get that professional perspective get a thorough assessment so we would know what the person wants we'll know what the person likes get a history of um as far back as their childhood if necessary or their adulthood the things that they used to do and then we incorporate a plan so i really appreciate that what you just said because it is so 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 true Mm -hmm. it's so true a lot of people they bypass the professionals and they go on the internet and they pick up stuff and Mm -hmm. when it doesn't work they're wondering well why (laughs) doesn't work (laughs) yeah definitely it will work it would not work. But um, yeah, so with that being said, I have a, you know, a, something really interesting you posted recently about yeah. polygamy being natural, you know, or normal or legal. Mm-hmm. I don't know which, which one is the right one to use in Nigeria, right? And... <laughs> I just wanted to wrap up with this because it was really, really interesting. Um, there was something about a gentleman who has seven wives, but I want to know, like, how do you, how, how does a family like that coexist? We're not speaking about dementia here, but just generally with like aged care, because that person would have been a king, I think, and he was well into his eighties. How, how do they coexist where age care is concerned? Because he is an age person, you know? And I just saw it and it sort of piqued my interest. So I said I had to ask you before we wrap up, you know, how does that work? Okay, well, the, the picture you're talking about is actually of a king. 
from Oyo right. Empire. So, yes. Oyo Empire is actually a vast empire here in Nigeria. It's, um, it's uh, the Yoruba Empire here. Right. So for example, uh, uh, he's, he's a totally different person from an ordinary uh, family man here in Nigeria. So right. as a king, he has all the financial resources to care for his wives, even if he doesn't have the community, the society will provide. Right. And okay, is it that, without cutting, is it that the polygamy is normal for the king, but not for the average person, the average males in Nigeria? Yes, polygamy is allowed for the king because even if you are a, a monogamous person before you ascended onto the throne, uh, you see all sorts of people coming to bequeath ladies, young ladies to you to tell you to take them on, that they will be helpful in your kingdom or they right. will, uh, feel that um, these ladies will help your first wife and that you need more children. So for kings right. here in Nigeria, polygamy is just a natural thing. So, okay. but, yeah, it's just natural. But for Nigerians that are able to, you know, um, give the financial wherewithal for themselves and they, they plan to have more than a wife, they can go ahead and, you know, marry more than right. one wife. Yeah, like in the Muslim community, they are allowed to marry as many as four wives. So right. And it is that you must be able to provide for them accordingly and equally. So everyone right. into the polygamy setting and then, you know, when it comes when it comes to care for their wives, they have the authority to do as they please. And then coexistence among them should be without rancor as the society looks up to them to emulate the king and his wives. So definitely right. they are bound to, you know, respect each other, cooperate with each other because the society looks up to the king. So coexistence right. among them should be without rancor, definitely. And then culture demands that they must live at peace with one another. And if you look wow. at that picture closely, you can see that they were all adorned in the same clothes and all. Well, this is what I'm saying. They all look like, as they say, they call them sister wives. Everybody's dressed in the same garment, oh. the same fabric, and they're just like they were really good talking. So I it really picked my interest. And I said, you know, before I end this podcast, I just had to find out, you know, because in, in where monogamy is concerned, you know, persons are so very territorial and yeah. we have a habit, you know, when the person gets a little bit older, sometimes, you know, we tend to think, oh, well, you were not faithful. So we would leave you and let the other person take care of you, that sort of thing. So I, I just, I really had to ask about <laughs> About it, it was really an interesting piece for me to read. Support will be done equally among them. Yeah, they, they have to take it equally. <laughs> okay, great. Well, Dami, you know, the I want to thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us and giving us that synopsis, you know, and, and an insight to HK Nigeria. You know what's happening there. As I always end the podcast by saying, you know, I I hope it's my hope as we go on. Uh, although the age population is a, is a small percentage, the fact is it's growing. And although dementia now, you know, it's, it's still, it's, you know, it's still like up, up in the air where persons are concerned. But we have to do our part to bring the awareness and to bring regulations to the forefront for age care. So, yeah. you know, it's really our hope that we get, uh, you know, we're able to achieve that as, you know, time goes on. And guys, if you are within the Nigeria or Africa continent or so, um, you can find DG at Hold the Age on Instagram. I, I'm not sure. Are you on Facebook as well? 
Yeah, I'm on Facebook as well. Okay, great. You can find her at all the age on Instagram and on Facebook to get some nuggets and information on aged care. I like to share all my colleagues' pages so that you can get information, good information, reliable resources, um, you know, from, from persons within the field. So again, the want to thank you so much for coming on and we will chat again is there anything in closing you'd like to say yeah well in closing i just want to you know encourage every one of us that is into this profession that it will definitely get better i know we're trying as possible to make our older loved ones live at ease in their later years and to provide them with all the care that they need and you know right. it can be at times but i just want to encourage every one of us you know your people listening on the caregivers launch and my nigerian people listening and that um, rome was not built in the day we need to care yes. for our older people and we should continue to give them the excellent great yeah. Yes, definitely. All right, Dee. So again, thank you for popping by the Caregivers Lounge. And mm -hmm. you have an awesome night because I know it's night right now, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you have a great night. Thanks so much for popping by. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Bye.